Welcome back to another episode of In Swine Versation. Motivated youth to drive the family farm and pork industry forward with Blake Floors from Carolina Swine Integrators. Welcome, Blake. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. I'm honored to be here. Well, it's great to continue to network with motivated youth in the pork industry. What's the Blake Floors story and journey? Where did it begin and your love for pigs? Yeah, so um, I, I, I've I had an unconventional route um, to where I am today, I feel like, um, in the pork industry. Um, didn't really grow up around hogs or um, any kind of agriculture in, in any way. Um, and mostly, I grew up around um, the car business. And um, just to take it back a little bit, my grandpa was um, a, a used car dealer. His his dad was a used car dealer and and uh my my grandpa's brother, my great uncle was was also a used car dealer, had a used car lot right down the road from where our car lot is today. Um and funny story, um our hog office for now is actually uh doubled down as a, a used car lot. So <laughs> that's one interesting thing. Um and, and hopefully I'm trying to get an office where we'll be standalone, but just getting going, we've we've kind of been working out of there. Um, but yeah, he, um, he was a used car salesman and, and, um, around 1970, he, um, had the opportunity to start a, a new car dealership with Toyota. And at that time, Toyota really wasn't what we think of it as today as one of the top manufacturers of, of vehicles. Um, there was a little bit of concern of, of what the, how, how, um, Americans would, would be receptive to a Japanese made product. Um, and, and there was some questions and, and he, the Toyota reps, um, from what I understand, I've always was told went around to a, a few other used car dealers before they went to my grandpa trying to get them to start the dealership and nobody really bid on the opportunity. Um, there was a, it, it was a lot of speculation on how it would go. Um, but he, he took a chance with it and, um, it, 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 it went very well, um, there was a time where he would have trouble getting the cars in. People wanted them so good. Um, and, and this was a time when gas um, took a, a huge jump. Um, so people were looking for a um, fuel efficient car or, or a fuel efficient truck. And um, so his, his business um, did very well. Um, and he retired um, about, this was 1970 that he started about 1985 or six. Um, he sold, um, his dealership. My dad was briefly involved in the business, um, but wasn't really his passion. Um, and, and when he sold, um, his, his, his dealership, he got into uh, commercial and residential real estate. Um, and, um, my dad also, uh, also did the same thing. And, th and that's really what I grew up around, um, my early life and, um, was more of business, uh, more so than agriculture business. I was around a lot of business, a lot of um, rentals and and um, any stuff like that. And and I spent a lot of days after school in this office that I'm actually talking to you in right now. Um, my mom would set up a TV for me when I was real young. And, and after school, instead of going to daycare, I'd come here or after, instead of going to aftercare, I would come here and uh, she would set up a little TV. I had a sleeping bag and I'd I'd watch shows in our office while um, she was the secretary for our, for the business and 
and uh, spent a lot of time here, uh, heard a lot of stuff and and learned a lot from a young age about three, about one, business. Nine, and, and I always had that um, that that uh, knack for 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 business. Um, I was just thinking um, my, my dad and, and grandpa were always selling stuff and buying selling cars or, or whether it was a property or whatever. So I grew up around that a lot. And um, I remember in in, uh, in fifth grade was probably my first interaction um, trying trying to uh, be a business person. I, I, there was these things called power balance bands. And uh, I ordered uh, about 50 or 60 of them off eBay and I uh, sold them to all my classmates. And and uh, that was kind of the first time I got into uh, trying to trying to get into business and and uh, try to try to make some money. Um, but yeah, it, that was kind of what I was around for for a lot of my life. And then um, we had always had um, acreage um, for recreational purposes in the 90s. Um, my uncle and dad. Uh, went in together and and um, just for deer hunting and and riding four wheelers and it wasn't an income producing farm at all um, and our neighbor his name was Mr. James Stroud he had a thousand head south farm that he had built with our local integrator and um, and he let us hunt his land for free so it, it was really cool and and uh, my dad told him if he ever when he went to retire that he'd love to buy the land. And, um, and he said, well, when I retire, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the first right to buy the land. And, uh, with one stipulation that he, that he also buy the South farm. Um, and like I said, we had no experience agriculture wise at all. Um, he, my dad's always kind of been a business mind and, 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 um, he saw the opportunity as, as a good investment, um, at that time. And, he ended up buying buying the farm um, with the South Farm, and this was about 2010 that 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 happened, and and um, and it went well. We had we were lucky to have good management in place um, to run the farm, and and but I I I never really was involved in the farm. It wasn't something I was passionate about at all. Um, and then about um, nine years later, around 2019, um, he had the opportunity to um, purchase another South Farm a 2000 head South farm on contract with the, uh, the same integrator, um, and purchased that. Um, and, and, and at that time is kind of when I realized, you know, it might be an opportunity for me, um, to, to make a living. And, and, um, my siblings weren't involved in the comp, um, in, in agriculture at all in the South farms. They didn't have any interest. Um, my brother actually runs our used car lot today. My sister's a nurse and, my brother's, um, he works in, um, real estate. Um, so, so I saw an opportunity there and, and but, but again, like I said, it, it wasn't my passion. Um, I went to NC state. I was at, I was majoring in ag business. Um, and then I, I had plans to go back to the South farm and, and try to learn, learn that and, and, and maybe try to manage that and, and it be my job. Um, but about a few months before I graduated, um, in 2020, um, due to the effects of COVID, our integrator went out of business. Um, so our barn set empty for a while, and and I didn't have too much um, in in store or, or in planned uh, for what I would be doing. Um, and I ended up moving to Arizona. Uh, I had a few friends out there, and and I, I, my brother lived in Gilbert, Arizona, for a while. 
Um, I've been out there to visit him and fell in love with the area. I, I love Arizona still to this day and, and uh, love going out there. Um, but moved there in uh, January of, um, of, of 21. And um, my dad called me probably four, four or so months into, into me, me moving there and, and said, uh, I'll never forget where I was. And uh, he, he told me that he had, thinks he had an opportunity to, to get our farms back going and, it wasn't going to be on a contract. It was um, us owning the pigs and paying for the feed and 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 just being a very small integrator, um, and 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 that that was exciting for me. And and that that's when I really started to to think, you know what, I I think this could be something good. Um, and then fast forward, um, we ordered the gilts uh, for for our two thousand South Farm in August of twenty one. And um, by October, I had moved back to Goldsboro. So um, I was there for less than a year in Arizona. Uh, it wasn't really my plan. I'd, I had planned to be there for um, for a long time, uh, really, but I didn't think this was going to happen. So um, moved back in October, and and uh, that that's really when my passion for, for what we do started. Um, I, w- when you have a cell farm on contract, I feel like it was easy for us to say, or think, you know, when that wing pick leaves the farm, we didn't have any clue what happened after that. Pretty much, we didn't care what grains costed, uh, any any of the market conditions of what what hogs are bringing or anything like that. We just got a fee for growing the hog. Um, so it's been a steep learning curve, um, but ju- just l- everything that I've learned the last year plus um, about about the business, I fell in love with this industry, the people, um, everybody's, you know, um, ha- came with open arms trying to help me learn the industry. And, and I've, I've had the opportunity to meet some great people, uh, going to places like MPIC was, was my first event industry event and, and world pork expo. Um, I just couldn't say enough good things about the people in this industry. Um, and, and that, that's, what's made it great for me. So you're fully kind of immersed now in everything. So there's probably lots of ups and downs. What about team building? I know building a team and leadership is important to you to get people to work together towards a common goal. So how does that apply to the hog business from what you've known before and what you're doing now? Right. So it's been cool um, because everybody that grows with us today was, was in the same situation that we were in. Um, it, we were all kind of blindsided by it. Um, all of our barns were empty. So it's been an organic process um, where, I mean, in, well, also in that we we didn't have any choice, really. We it, we had no other choice but to put ourselves on the back burner and uh, put the common good um, as a priority. So um, it, it's been great to see to see our growers come together and and and, and um, form a team and and they've been great and and the people working in our company um i'm I, we're just super blessed to have 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 the the people in the company um that are so passionate and and go above and beyond what's really been asked for them um to to get our common goal um accomplished like for example um me and two or three other guys um, that it's not going to be their full-time job, but we've kind of just had to piece the thing together. Like now starting to sell market hogs, me and, me and these two other guys are the, are the loadout crew. And, 
just doing whatever's needed. Um, and, and I have a hard time thinking about what my job title is or, or any of our job titles. It's kind of just been like, we're going to get the job done. Um, and, and not really, don't really have a title. Um, and, and, and seeing everybody come together in that way has really been special. And, and for the community, um, our ag community in Wayne County, Duplin County is really tight knit. Um, everybody knows everybody pretty much. And, and, and to see, to be able to be a part of something bigger than yourself and, and, um, just, just see everybody come together has been super special. Cause I know you're a sports fan and then the whole team building applies to, to what you're doing now. And so when you, what's your ultimate vision when you think about team building, is it just seeing people work together? Uh, what's like the ultimate vision for that? Yeah. So with team building, I mean, it, it it's been a, a, a learning experience and, and having for me being able to, to be, for me being young and, and, and just starting out in this industry, um, having people who know, who know what they're, they're doing and, and that are willing to help me learn, but also being open, um, to new things. Like I I'm new in the industry, but some of the guys that work, that work with us, we're doing it for 30 years. Right. So, um, the ability for us to say, you know, what, this is how we or they did it for 30 years. And, and, uh, but we're in a different situation now. Um, and being able to be, I guess the key word was, is flexibility, um, for us and our team building has been flexibility. Um, and, and, and just being able to, you know, come together for the common goal and, and, um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of how it's been. So you're in a pig rich area in North Carolina. Is that intimidating, motivating? Yeah. So I'd say uh, it, it's motivating and, and inspiring. Um, d- just all the rich history that that the hog business has in in North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina. Um, when you think of the Murphy family and and uh, the Prestiges. Um, d- just the amazing family businesses that have been such a huge part of, of rural North Carolina economy, um, that that's been a, a very inspiring thing. And, and just the history of, of, of barbecue in Eastern North Carolina, um, we, we, there's a state debate of the Western style barbecue versus Eastern style, which Eastern style is, uh, uh vinegar based and, 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 uh, it, um, it, there's a debates back and forth and, and, uh, like, I'll be, I've been out of state before and, um, and people say, Oh, are are you from Goldsboro, North Carolina? Y'all got some good barbecue, you know, about Wilbur's barbecue there or, or McCall's or some of these staples for us. Um, that, that, that's been really cool. Um, cause it's a big part of our culture, um, here and, and getting back to it being intimidating. Yeah, it has been, um, in some ways, um, in that, we are such, like you said, in such a pig rich area, um, we've had to focus on, on, on biosecurity, uh, tenfold, um, and, and do everything we can, um, uh, because we, we are in a pig rich area and, and, you know, one of the, one of the reasons why that, that came to be true, um, like, like I was talking about with, with contract farming becoming a big thing in the nineties, uh, with, with, uh, Wendell Murphy and, and his vision for, um, indoor housing and, and things of that nature. 
um, it, it gave an opportunity for farmers um, in our area and, and around North Carolina um, to diversify their operations. So as you know, t tobacco was, was our cash crop and, and was the main, was what North Carolina was known for, for the longest time. Um, and then when the tobacco buyout started happening, um, farmers looked for ways to um, diversify their operation and, and have a steady uh, form of income. Um, and so they might would take a, some of their land that was a little, a little less um, um, fertile producing land, uh, maybe some of the, 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 the land that doesn't grow quite as good and, and, and built um, hog houses. Um, and, and, and that's kind of, that's kind of why uh, it, contract growing and, and hog, the hog business, um, in my opinion, has, has kind of been such a big thing um, around North Carolina. And then um, most of our buildings are from the 80s and 90s. Um, there was a moratorium um, on, on new hog buildings uh, built in 98. Um, so so our, we have some older facilities here and and people can't just build a new hog farm in North Carolina. Um, you can get uh, permitted to, to tear your, tear your building down and build a new one. But, but for the most part, our, our farms have been here um, and, and, and there's not going to be any, any new ones. So. And back to biosecurity for a minute, you guys had a loss of production due to PED issue. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was one of, one of our huge challenges and, um, I mean, as you know, that's a part of production and, and, and we do everything we can on the biosecurity, uh, front. And, uh, but yeah, so we, we were, um, we were just on the, on the doorstep of marketing pigs, um, and, and broke with, with PED and, and lost that production. And, and that, that was a huge, um, undertaking for us to, to, to get over and, and um, and to get back healthy, but, uh, knock on wood, um, we've been doing great, um, ever since and, and, um, things have been going smoothly. Um, but, 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 you know, the, the biosecurity thing is, is a top priority for us. Um, and, and, and I guess we realized that, you know, you can have the, the best biosecurity plan in the world and things happen and, 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 and you might catch something. Um, but if there's any thing that we can do, uh, the way I've looked at it is, if if I can eliminate a risk and if I can mitigate a risk um, in our in biosecurity, um, I have one less thing to worry about. Um, so so I've tried to stay motivated to to do everything we can um, in our power. You know, so so let's talk about gaps in agriculture, which kind of goes back to one of your passions of being an advocate for the industry. I know you think young people we need to step up a little bit and. Uh, you know, be a face for what farmers are doing. Yeah. So, and, and I'm so thankful for, for, for what the generations ahead of or before me have done um, for, for the industry and, and agriculture. Um, but the gap, um, like you, like you said, the gap between that generation and my generation um, is, is something that worries me a little bit um, that we, a hundred years ago, you know, we, we had, there was a lot of family farms. Um, and, and as things have changed, things have consolidated and, and less and less people are farmers now. So, um, I think that that's, that's created a gap of knowledge about what farming is and, and it's created a lot of misinformation, 
out there for for um for for the consumer whether it's um gmos or or um just just labeling that might be misinform misinformation uh, or misleading um so that that's one thing i've tried to to make a point to to not be scared to to have my voice out there and and to speak up on behalf of our industry because um if 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 i don't if we don't um somebody will and it's going to be somebody who's never been on a farm before more than likely and and they're going to be influencing our policies um and i guess we see that we're seeing some of that even in the last few years um policies that aren't practical um for us but um people people making our policies um th that don't have a clue about 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 a, a a pig or never been in a pig barn um and you know i don't want to be a politician but um that's that comes down to to how we vote and 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 having our voices out there um on behalf of animal animal agriculture and being an advocate um so yeah i i try to do everything i can um to be present i mean i'm not the smartest guy out there i'm not anything special but um i try to be present and i i try to to have my voice out there and 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 half the battle is just being there. Um, so, so that's kind of the approach that I've taken. Well, you're, you're producing food and you're involved in the day to day and you want people to see that and to see what actually is going on. And then I think you mentioned there's less family farms, which is a bit of a disconnect as well. Right. And, and, and I think it's a, it, it's what's happened is, and, and to no fault of their own, Farmers have been busy farming. Um, they've been busy producing this product, um, and, and I don't think, um, you know, anybody in my dad's generation or around his age has really felt the importance of I need to go to this community day and and inform the public about um, agriculture because number one, most farmers don't have the time to do that, um, and then and I think I think it's kind of been a thing where it's like that's not our job either. Like I'm gonna be focused on producing our product, and and that's what we're gonna do. Um, but I, th I think that's something that, that is going to have to change or, or, or our right to farm and, and our right freedom to operate, um, will be under fire. Are you good for some rapid fire questions, Blake? Yeah, let's go. So I know you're on the Genesis program and the motto is better tasting pork. So what, what's your take on a better tasting product? Yeah. So to me that 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 is and and i read the jim long commentaries and and i i wholeheartedly agree with with his philosophies um uh, about better taste in pork and how that is how we're going to drive demand um and 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 keep and, and keep the ball rolling on on, on the advancement of, of pork consumption um and and um yeah so a better tasting product to me is how we drive demand. Um, you know, there's obviously always room to be have improvement on our production end, um, but we are awfully efficient as an industry uh, producing a pig, uh, producing the product, the pig, and and um, some. I think maybe sometimes we've lost focus um, on on what will what will drive prices for our industry, um, and, and maybe focus not as much on the taste but producing that lean carcass as quickly as possible with the best efficiency and 
whatever it may be. And those, those are great things. And they're all a part of having um, a, a good product. Um, but I think, I think there's work to be done. And I love the Genesis approach um, to focus in on meat quality because that that's how we're going to drive demand. Um, this past weekend, I, I uh, me and my, a buddy of mine, we, we like to go around and, and try different pork products and, and really just try to, I'll post a picture here and there of what I was eating in the port. Uh, what like this past weekend, I had a port bone in pork chop, and uh, if it, I think if everybody, uh, if we were in in our local our local pork associations like pork councils and and all that have done a great job of educating the public on on the temperature to cook your pork and it's safe to cook a pork chop to medium, um, and, and but yeah, so in in if everybody could could eat pork um like that and and like the pork chop i had this weekend i think that that would drive our prices um and 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 and, and compete with beef um more so than than trying to compete um as, as the other white meat it's a good point about the pork chop i know we had an article released on uh the pork industry needing a wagyu moment maybe we need to map out where these great pork chops are to the industry so people can go and on a, on a big food map, something like that. Now, what about a reasonable percentage goal to sell more pork in the next 10 years? Yeah. Um, percentage wise, I don't, I don't know. That might be a question for, uh, for Dr. Steve Meyer or, uh, <laughs> uh, economist in our industry, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not too knowledgeable on that, but I mean, I would say, I mean, even if we could grow it, Five percent, you know, um, with our population growing, um, you know, I think I think that's reasonable. Um, but but like we talked about, I think I, the supply we have a low supply of, of hogs at the moment, and 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 our production end um, of the business, we, we're efficient. Um, but but that that taste um, is 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 how we're going to drive demand, and and I think that that's that's possible, and I think as the industry as a whole. Um, that's kind of being realized, you know, um, I, I, I think that that's on the forefront and, and something that that's, that's not going away. Who's your mentor? My mentor. So I have, um, just life and just in life in general, my grandpa was a huge influence on me. Um, he was one of my best friends and my dad, um, was one of my, one of my great mentors growing up, just learned a lot from them too. Um, and then on the hog side, um, a guy that's been working with us, Mr. William Rouse, um, he's been like a dad to me, um, in the pork industry and, and, and just, he's gone above and beyond to kind of, you know, teach me and, and, um, and, and, and always encouraged me, never tried to shoot me down. And, um, uh, anytime I had, I had an idea, he, he would tell me it was stupid, but in a very nice way, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that. I really appreciate people like him and, and he's, he's really been a mentor for me. Um, same thing with, uh, our, our service man, our production service man, Jamie Bedford. Um, he's been awesome and, and just answered any questions I ever had. And, and just, like I said, gone above and beyond to, 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 um, invest in me as a person. And then, um, outside of our company, um, I have a good friend, Jack Wisnant. Um, who's a, um, in production uh, he's from Indiana um, and, and he's kind of in a niche market um, 
uh, with the gap programs um, and, and, um, and stuff like that. So um, he's been great to um, learn a little bit about the marketing side of the product. Um, he has some experience in the packing side in his career. Um, so he's been great for me to kind of, and, and that's been one of my interests is, is, um, is after it leaves our farm, um, and the process of after it leave, after we send our market pigs out, the process of it ending up at the grocery store, at the restaurant, um, how that product is sold into those stores and then into those retailers. And, and, uh, he's been, it's been really cool trying to learn, uh, his, his knowledge about that end of the business, um, as well as his production knowledge, but, but that end has been really cool for me. And, and he's kind of taken me under his wing, um, um, to learn that. And then, um, Mr. Mike Porth, who, um, works with, um, Partners for Production Ag, it's now EverAg, um, uh, the Joe, Joe Kearns and Associates, their whole team has been super instrumental, um, in our business and, and Mike in, in specific, um, like he opened up his house to me at World Pork Expo this past year and just treated me, gone above and beyond to treat me very well. And, and, and again, just be a mentor to me. Um, it's funny. I was early on after I, when I moved to North Carolina, uh, there, I don't know what was going on with the business, but we just, we were facing some challenges and, and me and my dad, you know, very brand new to the industry. We had questions. Um, and, and like I said, I've never been scared to ask a question. Um, so, but I, I ended up, <laughs> it's funny. It's just really funny. I was Googling, uh, hog consultants or, or pork industry consultants and, and uh one way or another uh their office partners for production ag popped up and um i talked to chris fisher who's who's the office manager there and he's an awesome guy and and he handed i said i, I explained my situation and and i said I, I we just i need some help um consultant wise i just need some advice um and he handed the phone to mike and um uh, we've been we've been friends ever since and and had a great conversation and 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 they've been instrumental um, in getting our business up and going. Any perceptions you're trying to change? Yeah. So, yeah, the I guess the main one that 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 I have interest in 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 changing is 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 um how agriculture is perceived. Um, I think if you if you read um a general the general public, if, if they Google ag, um, things like big ag might come up or the ag system's broken. Um, and, and, uh, MPIC, uh, two, I think it was two years ago, a guy named Jack Bobo was a speaker. He's a food, food futurist, I think is what he said his title was. Um, but his speech that day really, um, got a grip on me and, and uh, I remember one one quote that he said that that really stuck out was um, agriculture is good and getting better, not bad and getting worse. And I I don't think I think that's so true. Um, if, if you look back in the last hundred years, um, you're the advancements that we've made in, in the industry, um, not not just the hog industry, but just agriculture in general. But 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 the hog industry, um, the advancements we've made have have been extremely impressive um how how we've moved the needle in the industry and 
And that's something that is going to, it's only going to get better. Um, and, and, and I, that's the perception I want to change and, and people to know that, that we are producing the safest, most affordable product, um, out there, nutritious product and, 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 and the system's not broken and it's getting better. Um, and there might be less farmers, um, than there was a hundred years ago, but, but that's a part of, of economies of scale, I guess, you know, um, being able to produce that product, um, cheaper and, and so on. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the main ones that I'd like to change. What's one of your hobbies or your most favorite hobby? Yeah, my, my, my favorite hobby is definitely golf. Um, my grandpa, like I, like I, the, my grandpa mentioned, um, we, we spent a lot of time on the golf course and I probably started playing golf when I was six or seven years old and he would take me out there. And, um, when he retired, he, he was playing golf a lot and he would let me go and I would swing his club that weighed maybe more than I did. And, um, it, it, it took me for a whirl when I swung it. So, but I, I got used to it <laughs> and, um, and, and, and played a lot of golf growing up. That was, that was my passion played in high school, um, played one year at, at, uh, university of Mountain Olive, um, uh, which is about 25 minutes from Goldsboro. I don't know if you ever heard of Mount Olive pickle. Um, but it's, it's sold. Um, I think they're sold around the world, but I know everywhere in the U S that Mount Olive pickles are sold, but, but yeah, I played one year of golf there and then, um, um, transfer, uh, ended up NC state, but, um, yeah, it, that that's always been a, a um a passion of mine. I still play golf. Um now it's been a little bit more difficult in the last year or so uh to find time to go play. Um um but I, I still like to and hopefully uh, when it gets a little bit warmer I might sneak out there on the weekend, but but that that's kind of my place where I you know um for some people it's fishing or whatever it may be where you go and and you clear your mind and um uh, and you don't have anything on your mind. So golf's been really relaxing. It's been, it's been really uh, sentimental to me because of how, of how I grew up playing with my grandpa. And one funny story about him, he was, he was not the best chipper. So he would, uh, he would putt from like 80 yards out in the fairway and, and, and swing it as hard as he could. And uh, sometimes I'll do that because <laughs> that's <laughs> one of the little tricks he taught me. And, uh, but yeah, I, I love playing golf and, and, um, I would definitely say that's my top hobby. Do you think the, uh, the industry, the pork industry should develop like a pork chain restaurant or an entrepreneur jump in on something like that? I think there's an opportunity for sure. Um, with something like that, um, you know, we have steakhouses, why not a pork house, right? Uh, and, and, and kind of like with, <laughs> with growing demand, um, ha having, uh, high quality pork products on display. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's an opportunity for sure. Um, and you, you look at countries like Japan, um, places like that where pork is the number one, you know, well, pork's the number one consumed meat worldwide. But I think when you look at, at, at countries like that, you can definitely see, the opportunity that we have to, to move the needle, um, for pork consumption like they have and, and, and like it is in their culture. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that'd be a great idea. I don't know. I don't know who we need to call about that. Um, well, either the industry bands together or we try to, yeah, that's a topic for another day. What does continuous learning and education mean to you? 
so yeah um i i had no choice but to to but to be continually learning and educating um because i came in knowing nothing um <laughs> and, and and sometimes that's not the worst thing um you know i mean I guess it's better to not know anything and ask questions and learn than to think I know something and not ask a question. So um, that that's definitely been the approach that I've had to take um, to, 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 to further educate myself and, and try to try to help run our business um, the best that I can. So, so that's definitely been um, definitely been a focus of mine is, is to always ask questions and, and um and and not be scared to ask a stupid question because I ask some of those sometimes like everybody else and you know um but not being scared to ask a question um you know I think I think that's been one of the big things for me to to try to to never stop learning um about about what we're doing yeah there's no bad question right so final question here Blake What's one attribute in our industry that's under the radar, something we need to improve or seize the next opportunity? Yeah, so, um, yeah, well, seizing the opportunity, I do see a huge opportunity in, um, in, 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 and and it's a buzzword, but sustainability. Um, and, And I think that's, that's a, that's something that we're catching on to that, that it's not, like I said, or it's just not going away. Um, that sustainability topic. And, and, and I think we're in a unique position, um, in the pork industry, um, with, with, with how, how our, our system works, uh, you know, I mean, the, our manure from our hogs are, are used to spray our crops, our crops grow and, and, and it's fed back to the pig. I mean, that's a beautiful sustainability story. Um, and it's something that we've always done, um, but it's something that maybe we haven't quantified like we needed to. Um, so, and I think that that's something like, like what the uh, um, port board, I think it was that did the s- sustainability reports, like quantifying these things that, that, that we're doing and being able to, to show, Hey, this is, this is the proof of, of what we're doing. And, 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 we're close to that carbon neutral pig that, that everybody talks about. I think we're closer than everybody thinks. Um, and, and something that's coming soon and, and, I, and will be a marketing tool, um, to, 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 um, to reach. And, and I think, I think that's a, that's a, a, a great thing to kind of differentiate our product. This is a really good, uh, really good talk, Blake. Thanks for joining us on in swine Thank you. It was an honor.